0: Welcome, Welcome to up the, the Senator Jim Podcast. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. By a dishonest army of propagandists in the corporate media. Have you read the bill? Hell no, you haven't. I'm worried about the fact that our workers are seeing a decline in their standard of living. This isn't real. This is a TV show. This is clickbait. This is theater. The distinguished senator from California is recognized. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Claiming my time now. My man, Mordecai, this is great. I love the groove. I love the intro. I didn't know that you had it in you. Didn't know you had it in you, but this is fantastic. That drum groove is just awesome. To everybody out there in space and time, welcome, welcome, welcome to you, the Senator Jim Podcast. This is the first episode, the inaugural episode, and I'm the pseudonymous Senator Jim Stanchek coming to you live well right now i'm live you're probably not going to listen to this live but coming to you from my home office in what I, is typically 70 degrees and sunny southern california but today looking outside it's kind of kind of an overcast day not typically the 70 and su- summer day that we get but welcome to your, to the show this is my first episode so today on the show i'm going to introduce you to the podcast I'm going to talk about what this show is going to be all about. I'm going to talk some American history, particularly American political history, because we don't have enough people talking about politics and not just, to me, you can understand politics of today through the lens of yesterday. I'm going to talk about current events. I'm going to provide my own personal perspective and commentary on the country. And I'm going to talk about the direction of our country. And I'm going to provide my own thoughts, suggestions, and commentary about how we should move together and move the country forward. We have got a ton of challenges that we're facing as a nation, and most of my adult life our quote-unquote leaders of the country. They don't even... I don't even think they take us in any direction. I feel like we're stuck in the mud and we're going in some circle. Uh, Even if you go and listen to the presidential debates that we had 20 years ago, they're talking about the same things that we've been dealing with now, talking about climate change there was even a republican debate where they most of the uh republican candidates and i believe this is probably 2008 i, I think they all agreed hey climate man-made cro- climate change is an issue and then gee all of a sudden uh the energy companies got to them and i bet and they're totally talking about a different tune. and they're in complete denial about man-made climate change um, they were talking about. They've been talking about energy independence for a while. Um, quite frankly, we do have major energy dependence. Um, every every single, not just presidential debate, but every single congressional race, they all talk about the fact that Washington is broken. But you know what? We've switched and gone around with both parties, and no one, none of them, has actually fixed it. So you know what? I'm just going to talk about that. And this is 20 years of politics for me. 20 years of American history that we're, we're actually living through we're living through some interesting times. we lived through COVID. COVID was completely, you know, a point in history that will go down and a hundred years from now, people are gonna be reading about COVID. Um, But the most important thing that I wanna do, and I don't want you to forget about, is that I'm here to inform you and I'm here to entertain you. So that's inform and entertain. That can be infortain or it could be enterform. Depending on how you look at it, but that's my goal. Um, I'm also gonna inform myself because I'm not gonna put anything on here that I haven't done research and I haven't thought about a lot and hadn't. And nobody's just giving me some script to say, "Oh, you know, this is what somebody told me. This is what somebody's paying me for." No, not at all. So I'm planning on some some new things. So, like I said, I'm I'm Senator Jim. I'm calling myself the 101st senator from California, just like. Any American who's been following politics, I've I've got some, I think I have some good ideas on how to move the country forward. Uh, I think it's kind of crazy that we actually have a medium that we can talk about these things and say, you know what, what what the heck is Congress doing? Congress loves to point the finger at the president, but you know what, Congress needs to take, uh, they need to take responsibility for their own uh, dysfunctionality, so... I wish, and another show I'll talk about, I think, I wish there were like more than 100 senators and more than the 435 representatives that we have. So anyway, before, before I go down too far talking about me, I'm going to introduce my, part- my partners, producers, my helpers, and troublemakers on the show. So first one, I've got producer Amy. I call her Anime Amy because she's just so much into anime. Amy, the uh, say hello to everybody out here in Podcast Land. To everyone in Podcast Land, I am anime Amy. Alright, so who what's your what's your favorite anime right now, Amy? I have enjoyed watching what is it called? Titan Attack on Titan. I have seen also Death Note. Attack on Titan is my favorite, but I am waiting forever to end it. And then, are you gonna be? Uh, are you gonna be appearing? Are you gonna be voicing the anime character at some point? I think, as far as anime characters go, I would have a good voice. My voice is beautiful, and it would be beautiful on um, anime. I guess we'll find out, and we'll keep listening. Good luck on. Good luck with that. Um, and you might. You might even end up leaving us and appear on your own anime show. And my other. My other producer. It's my main man Morikai. He's the. He's the one that put together the theme show. He's the one that you heard. Uh, he's He did the drums. That was awesome. Say say hi to everybody, Mordecai. And not just the drums. I guess he also did the guitar. He, he put all those clips of me. He's kind of like a mini tech guru. You know how Bond, I, I guess, I don't know. This might be uh, James Bond's got his tech guru cue. Uh, Batman, he kind of has Alfred, although he's his own tech guru. Uh, the the marvel folks they've got uh they got iron man so mordecai he's my he's my tech group he's my tech guy um he's got a lot of other things that i've asked him to I've, I've really challenged him to do and think outside of the box as far as how we can make this show a little bit unique a little bit different from all the other shows that are out there so so i say hi to everybody mordecai hello everyone my name is mordecai justice all right, you, want me to name, you want me to name everybody that you used on the clips? You know what? I don't think you can name them. All right. Donald Trump, John Boehner, Theodore, Tedrick, Cruz. Uh, I think the other one was Senator from Colorado, Bennett. I believe the first name is Michael. Um, and then I th- there's also Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I nailed it, didn't I? Didn't I nail it? Like a hammer. All right. Do you want to know a fun fact? mordecai do you know why you're hired do you know why you're here it's simply because i love the name mordecai i love the the name so much that i wanted to name my my son mordecai but just like any sane person in the planet my wife put a stop to that idea almost the moment it left my mouth so i couldn't name my child mordecai um so i just hired somebody named mordecai so i, I love the fact that in America. You know what? As long as you had a good background, I, was, I always knew when I saw your name, I was like, okay, that's the, he's the guy. So fortunately, if you, unlike race, gender, or religion, name's not a protected class. So I can discriminate the heck out of whoever I was hiring based on your name. So uh, that's a really strong cap in your feather when you're applying to my show. Um, so that's why you're here today. Anyway, so I'm going to try to keep this short. I'm going to try to keep these to be about 25 to 30 minutes. I'm going to have some fun and innovative stuff. And, and today, I'm just going to talk about myself, why I'm doing this, why Senator. So at one time, maybe maybe not exactly at this moment in time, but there was a time in my life where I thought Senator was this dream job to me. I ended up, I ended up thinking like, man, I'd love to run for Senate. I'd love to be in the Senate. And people... People go through different phases in their life. Some people do. They, they get sucked into things. A lot of people get into sucked into things that aren't so good. Maybe people get sucked into drugs, alcohol. Maybe people get sucked into video games. But me, I got sucked into C-SPAN. The, the channel that streams congressional hearings. The channel that, screams con- that streams Congress. And they've got like five. It's like ESPN. They've got like C-SPAN 2, which is for the Senate. C-SPAN 3, which is for other stuff. So I got addicted to the political process in America. And you know what? You can get a lot of good information from the hearings and everything. But I also realized there's a lot of ridiculous information. And you can actually see what's you can see what's really going on if you watch that. And in and, and America, what I realized from a senator is that, you know what? They're supposed to have a lot of power politically. But I saw that they're not using their power. They're not actually acting. I don't believe they're acting. Everybody talks about like, oh... The Founding Fathers intended this, the Founding Fathers intended that. I actually feel like the Founding Fathers, they they intended the Senate to have a lot of power, to get a lot of things done, but our Senators, because they're all controlled by two parties, they really, they, they don't even act all that different than what a Senator was supposed to, to act like. Um, but I don't know what when, when this is going to go out there, but right now we've got one Senator, Tommy Tuber, Tuberville, Um, he's actually flexing his power. He's holding up military promotions at the top levels. Um, And he's been doing this for months due to how he feels about abortion. Now, that's actually how powerful the the Senate can be. One senator can completely screw up this promotion process. Um, but, But I'll be actually honest. I might not go into too many details, but I actually think that Tupperville, I think the rest of the Senate, they could maneuver around him. I just, I watched them and I wonder why aren't they... I just wonder, why aren't they maneuvering around him? It doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe they're scared that if they maneuver around Tuberville, when they want to do something, when they want to do some stunt or some act, make some point that the rest of the Senate won't let them, and they'll just maneuver around them and say, yeah, you know what, the The other 99 of us here can maneuver around that. It just, it's just weird, because I, I would think that, and, and maybe they don't want it known, maybe they just want to keep the Senate so opaque and intransparent that they don't want everybody... And, and the media is completely acting like, you know, the Senate, Any, it probably would take 51 senators to change the rules to to make it so that they can move around this guy. But um, maybe part of it is that they're actually not trying to get anything done. So maybe they don't want to do this. But anyway, um, even though I said that senator was in my dream job, I I would not... I don't want to be in this nightmare situation that we have in politics right now. So I think anybody that actually says or admits or tries to run for Congress right now, you know what, I don't, I'm there to have a screw loose or they're bought and paid for. And I just think about some of the people that ran for Senate in the 2022 cycle, you know, you know who I'm talking about, the the football player in Georgia, media personality in Pennsylvania, the crazy person in Arizona, you know, I think some of them may have had both a screw loose and some of them were probably brought and paid for. I mean, I I don't understand it. Uh, the, voting and repre- the voting and representation that we've gotten from our senator has been absolutely horrible, and I feel like it's been this almost, it feels like, forever in my lifetime, so it's been pretty bad for the past 20 years. And I'm actually going to talk about one of those representatives later, so I've got some exclusive... Lauren Boebert audio coming up on the show. Um, But part of what drives our bad politics is the the money and incentives. So the way that I look at our parties right now is that they basically act like you can have the Coke party and you can have the Pepsi party. Quite frankly, if I was running for anything, I would not be interested in being the Coke party or the Pepsi party because I think we have two parties that are not serving the American people's interest. Mm -hmm. And... We have two parties that are not serving the American people's interest. So one of the things that I want to do is make it easy for Americans to, to think and see how, how politics is going and make it easy how to grasp how they, how they go because politicians and the parties, they do a lot of razzle-dazzle. They do a lot of shimmying. They do a lot of jump fakes, a lot of three-card Monte and three-card Monty. And a lot of bluster, a lot of smoke, but what what happens is that once the smoke clears, once all the razzle-dazzle has finished, once they get tired of playing their games, it turns out they haven't done a darn thing. And like I said, and I probably have said this a couple of times, three or four, it's been a while since they've done something. So when you think about it, the think about the other people that are talking about politics. How many people actually talk about some of the big structural issues that I have been. I'm gonna be discussing and I hope to be a unique voice and and I think part of the reason that most of the people that are political talkers most of them that are actually bought and paid for by the coke and Pepsi party so quite frankly I could be doing something else today I could be out watching a football game on my couch could be out flying a kite with my family I could be out on the beach could be doing anything I could be barbecuing some carne asada but I'm doing this because I've got a regular job, and and I think it's important to do this on my free time, and I'm not getting paid to do this. But the other people that are that are doing this and and get the word out and talk politics, they're basically like I said, they're 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 Coke and Pepsi salesmen, and they're basically paid to tell you that Coke is better, or they're paid to tell you that Pepsi's better, and you can see that by what you're reading. And again, that's I'm I'm gonna do a whole show on this at some point in the future, where especially with respect to Donald Trump, when there was one writer that quit where he was writing because he basically said you're either, you're either selling the truth or you're selling the cause. And I believe too many people, they actually, instead of selling the truth, they're selling, they're writing, they're pushing the cause because the cause pays them a lot of money to put, out, put stuff out. And the cause doesn't pay them to actually tell the truth. The cause pays them to, to make people buy Pepsi over Coke or the cause pays them to buy Coke over Pepsi. Um, and that's, that's like not even 21st century thinking. That's like where politics are completely stuck in the 18th and 19th century. So um, in my dream, in the 21st century, we can actually have a Senate, at least one or two senators, five senators, ten senators that are not in the Coke and Pepsi party. And I think if you have the right five or ten people or you have in the Senate or you have the right ten or twenty people in Congress, you could actually do quite a bit of good. In there and you might not have a majority party but you can actually you you would you would not even have a minority but even though being like the being a group and being together and being being different than the other parties you could actually have quite a bit of power on on what goes on but right now they've completely closed anything they've completely closed up everything as far as getting third parties in And, and the rich the coke and the pepsi they're they're pretty happy with how things are if you're coke and pepsi you don't even, have, we don't even have Sprite, we don't have juice, we don't have anything else on the shelves. You don't have iced tea, my favorite drink, we don't have root beer, Nothing. there's nothing else. So, and even if you look at the third parties, I know there's, there's a thing on Third Way and actually if I, I was reading up on Third Way, they actually said that they aren't even trying to be a third party, they're just trying to be a moderate force. How does that make sense? They're gonna be they're gonna be pushing the same people from two parties, so that doesn't even seem like a good thing either. It seems like third way is just another way that that this uh, whoever's running third way can raise money and funnel it to politicians. So the the closest that we got to a third party in America, not the I don't want to say closest because there's been third parties, but Perot in '92 was the closest that we had as far as a third party in America. And I have some more thoughts on somebody like Perot, and I think. You know, instead of I, I again, quite frankly, I'm going to go on this in a little bit in other shows. A billionaire like Bloomberg or Perot, I think Bloomberg ran recently. That's not the that's that doesn't serve the American people to run for president. I, I honestly think that uh, if a billionaire wants to change politics, they should run for they should try to put up candidates and run a their own party in Congress. Just again, I can I can go on more on that. Um, so anyway... So what, what, what I think that a third party that would be a good party for America would be a, a party that's more transparent, that's honest, and sincere. I think that Americans would respect a party that's actually transparent, honest, and sincere. I know people, they already, they already assume that American parties are... They just assume that all the parties are crooked, that all the politicians take money, They've all done bad things, and and the only difference between a good and a bad politician is that the the good politician they just haven't been caught about all the bad things that they're doing, and I think that's that's completely a uh, idea that's there because of the way that politicians act and behave. So and even when I think about Congress, I think you know what we have this Freedom of Information Act for the executive. Why don't we have one for Congress? I wish that I can go to my congressman and say, you know what, give me your schedule for the past 30 days. I want to see everything that a lobbyist has come to you with. I want to know every call that that they've come to you with. Sure, sure there's going to be some exceptions. There's going to be some privacy rules. But you know what, why, why don't we get to oversight Congress the way that Congress oversights the executive? Uh, we, we're, not account- we're not able to hold them accountable if they're able to hide and be transparent or able to hide and be non-transparent and just... You know, blow us off. And quite frankly, if you've dealt with anybody in Congress, sure, I, I, I know that they are helpful to get things done at the federal level. But when it comes to policy, they're completely, they just do what they want. They, they get bought and paid for. Lobbyists come in and sell them stuff. They just listen to the lobbyists. Lobbyists pay them money. We all know how it goes. And I think that we should have that attitude and tell them that to prove us wrong. So, I mean, even when I think there was an a, a recent meeting uh, talking about artificial intelligence that Schumer had with, with Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, but you know what? Was that meeting public? That meeting wasn't public. We, don't, we have no idea what Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, the CEO of Google, we have no idea what they were talking about. So I think it would be great if we got some readout and recording on that meeting, but you know what? They had a, they had a completely closed-door meeting between our representatives again. It's not... It's not like they're just people that work for some private company. They, the, the representatives actually work for us. Why are they so private about what they're talking about? I, I even know that they have weekly, regular lunches with each other. It's like, why, why don't they give us some information on what they're meeting about and talking about? Don't the parties work for us? Oh, no, no, no the parties... Mordecai, do the parties work for us? Or do they work for... The parties aren't elected. But but the parties are private. The parties are the parties. We elect party candidates. Yeah, but the parties they they work for us. The politicians they work for us. So why we, why don't we like put the screws on Coke and Pepsi? Doesn't make any sense. That another rant. I'm gonna rant on a lot of different uh, different areas. So I'm sure you're wondering why why would I be a pretty good senator. Senator Jim, why would I vote for you? So that's a good question. The first thing that I'd say about myself is that I'm a human being. And I'm going to recognize that if I'm going to get your vote, I'm trying to get other human beings to vote for me. So that means I'm I'm representing people that may not be like me. They might be different from me in many different ways. And and they might not think the same way that I do. But I'm going to be honest and transparent up front. And perhaps, not. I'm not just perhaps, but with anybody... The only person that I, the only politician or political stance that I would grant is somebody that's like me. I don't agree with anybody a hundred percent on politics, but I'm, I'm sure there's some stuff that are going to make you uh, they're going to ruffle some feathers that I have to say and, and some thoughts that I have. So and not just in, in the way that hey you know the greatest movie of all time is Back to the Future. Not not that type of debate. So I I think the first thing that happens when I watch politicians is that they they somehow lose their humanity when they're in office. Um, I, I don't know I feel like we see some political theater like think about the way uh, in the 20 after the 2022 election when Kevin McCarthy got the speakership there was like 15 guy Republicans that were I don't even know they were trying to kick the guy out and they, they were holding this thing above his head like isn't he on your side that would be my first point and then what's their what was their alternative to to not having Kevin McCarthy as the speaker even now, as they're going through this this uh, budget fight um, and budget deal and shutdown fight, what what's the alternative to, that the fifteen, the loan, the hard hard right holdouts have? They don't have any alternative. They're not gonna. They they know that. You know what? Sure, they have. They might have the power to humiliate Kevin McCarthy, but they know that it might. It's not really gonna do them any good. I don't know. Sorry, another another tangent. So I I just feel like our politicians they feel like empty suits they feel like they're also like i said they feel like they feel like salesmen and it's not that they're not educated but i think they they get fed a lot of information they memorize a lot of answers they do a lot of fundraising which they don't want to talk about and which we again fundraising is another thing why can't we get public readouts on what they talk about with their fundraisers i love it when we get recordings from like secret fundraiser things because it's like ooh we actually get to hear what they're really saying behind closed doors. But why, why is it? Why do we accept the fact that, you know, shouldn't we demand that they answer questions from us? Shouldn't we demand that their fundraising is not a closed-door function, that the public gets to actually see what they're telling their fundraisers? So, so anyway, me, I'm, I'm, I'm a person. I'm a real human being. I've lived life. I'm a husband. I have a wife. I'm a father. I have kids. I'm a friend. I'm a neighbor. I'm a colleague. I've I've been in the workplace. I've volunteered at places. I've worked many different places. I've met people. Not maybe it's not as many as some people like a rogue, rogue scholar, roads scholars. I've met people. I but I've gone to places and I've lived life. And I, I feel like politicians. They almost feel like sometimes when you get on a political track, you're just a corporate politician. You work in a state. You move up in the state politics, and then you go to that federal national politics and they've done nothing but politics they begin in politics and they stay there um but that's not me and if anybody wanted to talk about talk about me from my past or my present I wouldn't have any problem because I can I can pretty much stand up for myself people can say whatever they want because I'll I'll back myself up and my I'll stand behind my actions so I'm not going to get bothered if people talk bad about me or good about me or comment good. It it's not that important because I know I haven't done anything that warrants that type of talk. Um but our leaders, I feel like they just try to move up the ladder. And you know what? I have no idea how to play that game, but if that's all they know in life, how to move up the ladder, that's just concerning to me that we have people in the country that that are leading the country that you know, they they get elected and then two terms later in 4 years now their net worth has quadrupled all of a sudden they go from like maybe a net worth of like 20,000 and then all of a sudden they're worth like 100,000, 200,000 that's that's questionable to me and then once they get there after a couple terms and they won a couple of elections they're actually just stop talking about the things that got them elected and they just toe the party line so, you know, again, I don't think that they're, they're, I think that they're pretty smart. The smart ones kind of lay low and stay quiet. It's the stupid ones that open their mouths. Um, but some of them are smart enough to keep their mouths shut. Um, and, and I feel like a lot of times we get fed false political narratives. So even 20 years, I look at, you know, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to use one, one quick topic, immigration reform. Everybody complains about it. Everybody talks about the border. We've been talking about this for 20 years. Every every single election. And you know what the truth is? If the if the Republicans want a border deal, they're going to have to give up something on the people that are in the country legally that have been in the country for like 5, 10, 15 years. You know, they're, if we really want to secure the border, somebody's going to have to step up and tell them that, okay, you guys got to make a deal. And... It hasn't even been since like 2006 that somebody even tried to make a deal when, when Bush was working immigration reform and he got smacked down. Um, but I I just don't get it why people think that, you know what, you don't have to make deals and get stuff done. So like right now, they're struggling over this budget. They could have passed this budget and talked about it for months ahead of time. But you know what? They didn't. And then I, what's funny is that they're going to actually complain and say, oh, we should have made a deal. The people that are holdouts, they're gonna say we should have made a deal, but they're probably the ones that were blocking the the deals, and they're probably the ones that are blocking progress. So anyway, that'll be a, an interesting couple of weeks to see what happens with the shutdown. I'm not sure that the Republicans would want to shut down, but um, I I pretty much, if I was a uh, predict, I would say us in the Senate, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna take a bill of a, ve- a House bill as a vehicle. We're gonna put a, the budget that the Senate the Senate has moved all their appropriations for the year. They actually are abiding by the deal that the Senate made with the House and the President. So um, that's the other thing. Like these Republicans, they acting like they didn't just make a whole deal. We didn't go through this last year. They didn't. McCarthy didn't just make a deal with Biden. He made it with Senator McConnell and Senator Schumer. And and Senator McConnell might not be so eager to actually give McCarthy any leverage. So. And then if you think about it, why, how can you make a deal with a group of people that don't even back the, the deals that you made? This is this is kind of the first time that they've actually backed out of a deal. And I, I really, I I don't think that they're actually going to back out of this. I think there's going to be some, there's got to be some bipartisan legislation that's going to pass the budget. But I think we, we might have a weak shutdown. So I think the Senate's going to end up shoving a spending bill down the House. If the House is sane, they might... Do it before the shutdown if not if the people on the right get their way they might have a shutdown for a couple days or a week everybody will act like it was so bad and then and then that's it they'll pass the budget and they'll move on so so the bottom line is i think that again going back to to me after that other tangent is that i i understand people i'm i'm a husband i'm human i've worked at places i'm a friend i'm honest i'm transparent And then i know people are probably wondering okay what's your religious belief well yeah i'm i'm also a christian but the thing about that is that being a christian is not the first thing that defines me it doesn't mean it doesn't strongly drive my character maybe it's driving my belief in total transparency maybe it drives my belief that you know what there's this political truth that we're being fed a bunch of lies maybe it drives my confidence but and maybe it drives how i relate and treat other people and this is going to be something that would probably take another episode to discuss. But I feel like it's not the first thing. And I feel like other politicians, they they put on a badge. They put on something that says that I'm a Christian first. But to me, it's like, yes, sure, you're a Christian. But did you forget that you're a human? Not everybody that you're representing is a Christian. When Jesus walked on this earth, he was a human first. So I know this is a subject that people don't want to talk about. But what I teach my kids is... You know what? You may believe that this is... You may believe something is right because of your faith, but it's 100 degrees. It's 100 degrees away from... (laughs) 100 You're so stupid. You're dumb. Oh, did I say Did I not say 180 degrees? Yes, 180 degrees. You said 100 degrees. All right, okay. You guys haven't worked long enough to know that sometimes my mind is moving faster than my mouth, so sometimes the wrong thing comes out, so... What I teach my children is that you may have a strongly held belief, but there's another human being out there that has a belief that's 180 degrees from your belief. So respect that person the same way that you'd like to be respected. No one wants to have their beliefs like infringed upon and completely disrespected, Christian or otherwise. So and and to be honest, Christ, as a Christian, we've we've not nearly had it. We've probably had it pretty easy in America. I'm going to honestly flatly say that. I hear a lot of people. So Mordecai and Amy, you guys, you guys have to stop it. When I get well, it's politics. Religion can be just as bad. Religion is not out of bounds. But but I mean, Christians have not. You know what? I I can think of just about every other class of people that has been been worse off than Christians. And I know people are scared. And people, when when things start to happen that's out of their control, they get afraid. But I I just don't. Anyway, I, I just think that we can all respect each other and and you know sure there's going to be hot button issues that we have to deal with but we can do so in a respectful manner without really getting too much emotional about it. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. I'll stop. I'll stop right there. Mordecai, you put some. Did you? Is it true you put some audio together? Okay. Let me let me ask you, anime Amy. Do you know Do you know who Lauren Bobert is? Yeah. Yeah. Lauren. Lauren Bobert. Bobart. Bobert. She is the Colorado girl. She owns Shooter's Spill. Well, that's right. That's pretty good. She's a representative from Colorado. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about what what's going on in her personal life. You know what? That's quite frankly that's her private business in some way. But she is a public citizen. What happens to public citizens sometimes makes the news, especially if they. So do you know what happened recently? Do you know what? Do you know what she did? She was drunk and vaping in public. Oh my gosh, you got it. She was kicked out. She was kicked out of a movie. Not a not a movie. Because it's Beetlejuice. I want to. I envision the movie Beetlejuice. But she was picked out of a theater. Theater performance of of. So she she came out and she did not, She completely denied it. She said it wasn't. She said it wasn't. True. I wasn't vaping. What, was, what was that, Mordecai? <laughs> Do we actually... That's not actually Lauren Boebert, is it? That was not Lauren. It just sounds like her. Okay, okay. okay. Here, here's my disclaimer. I don't have a legal department, but if I did, I'm sure that they, they'll probably have to tell me that I need a disclaimer. This is a computerized Lauren Boebert impersonator that we have. So is that right, Mordecai? Yes, this is a computerized impersonator. Yeah, full disclosure. This impersonator is just going to read from her statement. So this is actually, yeah, this is, so she didn't come out and she, she, she put out an official statement, at least as far as I'm, I've seen from media reports, but she did not actually make an audio statement. So I thought this is a Senator Jim podcast exclusive, exclusive, a Senator Jim exclusive. Basically we're, we're taking her statement and we're putting her voice on it just because it's fun because why not? Why not use technology this way? The past few days have been difficult and humbling, and I'm truly sorry for the unwanted attention my Sunday evening in Denver has brought to the community. While none of my actions or words as a private citizen that night were intended to be malicious or meant to cause harm, the reality is they did, and I regret that. There's no perfect blueprint for going through a public and difficult divorce, which over the past few months has made for a challenging personal time for me and my entire family. I've tried to handle it with strength and grace as best I can, but I simply fell short of my values on Sunday. That's unacceptable, and I'm sorry. You know what, Mordecai? That was awesome. We're, we're going to have... I, I, I'm a little bit worried about the power that, that you might have and the things that you can do. So what did you do to use this? Tortoise, TTS, as in text-to-speech? Yes, Tortoise, TTS. Okay, so, so I know people talk about... So is that AI? So this was AI. AI generated, they used, they put a bunch of voices together and they made it so you can kind of put somebody else's voice in there. That's that's awesome. But yeah, I know it's AI, but I mean, I'm not scared of AI. I, I think it's just a, the next, like a computer on steroids. So it's another powerful thing that we can do to train computers. So So, you know, I know... I know that you might uh, I know that this is powerful, but we're, we actually have ethics on this show, so we're, it's not like we're going It's not like we're going to have her out here cursing at me or anything, but Senator McNasty. Go to McDonald's and buy a McNasty meal. what? 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa there. Whoa, Mordecai, <laughs> anyway there. All right. that that was it. I hope I hope that you guys like that. So there it is. I think I'm having too much fun. Time to stop. First podcast is in the books. You can email me. We got an email address. It's Senator Jim Podcast at protonmail dot com. P R O T O N M A I L dot com. Or you can you can see me at Senator Jim Stanchik on Mastodon. I'm not using any other social media. I'm gonna I'm gonna get with this new technology and go to the the open source Mastodon because I. I definitely don't like uh, the where Twitter is going and that it seems like they're going to make take they're going to pay well their service like they started to do. S- All right, so love me, hate me, I'm going to I'm going to have some more podcasts. So we're going to keep going and thank you. Thank you for for day 1, the first one. So the other thing about this podcast is that we're going to pretend at some points that I'm talking on the Senate floor that I'm acting like the Senate floor. So I'm I'm done, I withdraw my time, and I note the absence of the quorum, the clerk, you may please take the roll. Thank you.